0: bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising.
1: So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So
0: let's get started. Welcome, welcome. How are you? Becky is Please. literally sitting here writing a thank you note.
1: During the intro. <laughs> During
0: the intro. That is just a slice of who Becky is, though.
1: Oh, my gosh. And how we really did not plan that because...
0: <laughs> <laughs> just cracked me up that I'm she just... was 100% present in writing that thank you note. <laughs> Sorry, just had to say it's that. It's
1: perfect because it was story. We were saying thank you for a wonderful story. And today is storytelling day.
0: Storytelling day. I mean
1: again, you can't have a favorite child, but, and I really want our, my favorite value to be the first one that everyone matters, but storytelling is where my heart is. And you know that. I
0: wish your child was named story. It would really
1: <laughs> have been hilarious. But
0: Becky, I agree. I mean, since I've known you story has been like the thread of you and your relationships and how you communicate and how you have really built this incredible career and influence. So I would love for you to dive in, teach us your ways. And I will try to pepper, but this is really your jam.
1: It is my jam. And I thought, what better way to start this podcast than with a story? So (laughs) we're starting in that vein. And I wanted to tell this story about this woman um, who worked at the organization we were, uh, we had just left to start this company. And it was just such a vivid story um, that stuck with me. And she was um, in her thirties and she, It's she and her husband just really wanted to have a baby. And they had just been trying for so long to have a child. And if, for anyone that's ever been through infertility, it is just kind of an isolating, stigmatized disease. And when you have something that like that that's on your heart and it's just such a heaviness and, and you can't find a way to get the physical hold of that, um, it's just a very isolating thing. And so I remember hearing her story and how she was um trying for years and years to have this child and while she was trying to have this child um, she was giving to our employee campaign and she was giving to the fertility passion we have a we had a really incredible uh, fertility fertility center at our healthcare organization and so she's giving to this passion, year after year. Week after week. Yeah, week week after week as it comes out of her paycheck and just not having success. And then, you know, this is, of course, I'm going to tell a happy story. You know, at year three of the campaign, she ends up, um, she's pregnant and ends up having uh, just this beautiful little girl three weeks before we launched the campaign. And that in itself is a wonderful story. We love hearing stories like that. But the coolest part of that story to me was that when she and her husband went in to the fertility clinic for the first time, and they were going to have the first ultrasound, and they were going to hear the baby's heartbeat for the very first time, she's sitting there and she's lying it's a Saturday morning you know which you have you have no choice of when you go in on these things it's a Saturday morning it's like 8 a.m she is lying on that exam table and she is looking over to see her baby's heartbeat for the first time and she real sees this green sticker on this ultrasound equipment and it was the campaign sticker for our employee campaign And it was in that moment that she realized that her gifts from two years before, maybe three years before, had paid for the ultrasound machine that she was now using. Oh, my gosh. And to me, that is what the power of philanthropy is and the power of storytelling. How easy is that for her to go out now and talk about why giving is so essential and so important to her because while she was giving to what could have been nameless, faceless patients she never knew, she could have never imagined that she would be on the receiving end of that. And so I just like to sum that up because... You know, we have no idea when we're going to need the services of the missions that we are serving. And so it's just bigger than us. And when we can grab hold of those stories and the people who are impacted by it, they're going to stay with us for life.
0: Yeah, because it's just an ultrasound machine on the surface, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's just this piece of equipment. But to be able to humanize, and that's something I know we talk all the time about is one of our core values is to humanize um, and tell a great story. And so to do that, you put the human at the center of it all. And Absolutely. put the story at the center of it all.
1: And, and to me, storytelling is really about vulnerability. And that is a space, I would say the majority of human beings do not like sitting in it's, there's a sense of discomfort. There's a sense of putting yourself out there and not knowing how you're going to be like how people are going to respond. But we just think that storytelling is the heartbeat of connection. And so if we can tell it just rawly, if we can do it transparently, if we can do it kindly, we really believe we can bring more people in to love our missions.
0: And we've seen that to be true. So You know, Becky is a formally trained storyteller, storyteller, storyteller. <laughs> um, with your communications background, but for somebody like me that you know uses different ways to communicate story and visual, you know, more visually bent and whatnot. Um, there's a lot of I think hacks that we could talk through of mm-hmm. where do you start to humanize your story and how do you better you know use it for your cause or your mission or whatever you're trying to do to connect. And so there's some tips I know we want to walk through specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, that could really get you started. Um, and the first one of them I'll throw out—that's one of my favorites—is <laughs> people don't use stock photography. Yes. Now I'm not talking to the one percent of you listening that you have this very, very beautiful cause that is very, very confidential and you can never show your right. You're your absolved. People. Yep, you're absolved. Okay, got it. We don't have to go down that path. Everybody else, use real people—people people yeah. that you have changed their life, people that have been touched, people's kids that have been touched. Use those faces. Yes, it costs a little bit of money to get beautiful photography, but that is the heart of it. Beautiful video. Yeah, and I would
1: even say you don't even have to hire a beautiful photographer. We are in an age where everyone's carrying their phone around in their pocket. Grab that phone. Take a picture because we would rather see, you know, a student from the geology you know school where we're working at the university rather than the stock photography of someone smiling on a college campus (laughs) that could be anywhere in the world we want to see our geology school you know it just creates again we're humanizing and making that easy connection yes stock photography is a no-no it's a cuss word in this world (laughs) okay so on writing style I mean I think this is something that's very intimidating to people because they think I'm not a writer I'm not good at putting things down it, we're really if you're a listener then you can be a writer mm-hmm. and so how are you absorbing um, what's coming in and our hack is don't write as if you were a corporate robot you know <laughs> there, there there is such a, a need to polish and I love that, that in this day and age that's sort of going away and we're talking to each other like human beings so I mean, write as if you were speaking to a friend, tell a story the way that you want to h- hear it, keep it real. You know, we want to say, we start all of our emails with hi friends or hey there, you know, <laughs> it's very unorthodox, but that is how we talk and you are our friend. And
0: think about Humans of New York, which is Becky's oh, favorite my Instagram. Gosh. It is my he favorite. He has the ability to tell a story in a caption that use of photography and use of just a paragraph can completely cut to your heart and make you stop in your tracks.
1: The day that Brandon Stanton comes on, we are for good. (laughs) I'm not going to sleep the night before. I won't. I will be so excited. So what's another one, John
0: also is about how you're selecting your people. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's really easy to just, default to, I'm going to use this leader or this board member, but really use these stories that are relatable, you know, to your donor. I would say, look at your donor base. You need to be telling the stories of people that you can connect to that are going to be most like them, that they can see themselves in the story. And so I think that's just an easy hack. Don't default, don't be the corporate robot that you get. You have to do this. You have to do that. Follow the story. Follow where the incredible impact is. And, and I love that, that you brought
1: up leaders because I think there is such a safe space where we think, oh, we've got to put our CEO up there. Oh, we got to put our board chairman. And it's like, stop using your execs as models. Mm-hmm. You know, typically a lot of people will know who they are, but any, are they the most important person in your story? I'm going to guess not, you know, we Uh want to put a human face on who we are and we just don't want it to be necessarily the person that everybody expects. I think the unexpected actually gets a little bit more attention when you're storytelling, when you say, oh, who is that? How do we know them? I wonder what their story is. What's that headline right there? Somebody put a headline on there and I want to know more about that. I'm going to double click here.
0: Totally. And that doesn't mean that your leaders are not equipped to tell the stories. I mean, you absolutely, you know, we we've given Kirk Jewel a few shout outs. You know, he uh, led the OSU foundation when Becky and I were both there, but he had a way about him that he would never enter a, you know, a speaking arrangement or even a meeting without having a story. And Becky and her young 20 year old self would just equip Kirk with these stories. And he is such a master storyteller and would be so emotionally moved and caught in the storyline. But It creates connection. And so it's like comparing that to somebody that's just giving board minutes, you know, it's just stark in comparison of connection.
1: And I think that if you're gonna take any hack away from this discussion today, it's if you're ever going into a presentation. Absolutely, take a story of your mission with you. Yeah. If anyone's asking you, come and talk to my organization or my trade group or this association or a lunch or my class, whatever it is, and tell us, do not start out by saying, I'm from, I'm so and so from this organization and our mission is. No. <laughs> start with, I want to tell you a story of hope because that's what we're doing. And then share a story of someone. Who is deeply and meaningfully impacted by what you are, what your mission is is looking to serve? So I, that is such an easy hack, or save it for the very end. Yeah, yeah, even best, yeah, totally.
0: So, okay, this next hack is one of my favorites. Uh, we can call, we call it syndication or multi-channel approach, but it takes time to tell a really good story. You know, it takes mm-hmm. time to sit down with somebody and be vulnerable and really listen to them and draw those pieces out and write it and document it. So really think about it. And I'm going to quote Gary Vee. If you don't follow Gary Vaynerchuk, he has got so much advice on the social media Brilliant front. Moves. Brilliant mind. Mm-hmm. But he is going to challenge you to take any piece of content and replicate it, you know, slice it into 30 different impressions. How can you put this story in your newsletter? It turns into 12 different tweets. It turns into an Instagram post. It turns into something you pin. It turns into a full-length video. But think about it of where can we put this and use this to reach all audiences. Everyone is not everywhere but somebody is everywhere. So go find them and put it out there in a lot of different ways for people to engage. Don't just think it's they're going to read it in the newsletter. I'm probably never going to read your newsletter, but I'm probably going to see it on your Instagram. So Well, it's because you're a
1: 30-something. You're not going to read a newsletter. You're (laughs) going to read their social media, you know, but somebody who, you know, really appreciates a good hard copy of an annual report and wants to thumb through it. What's the
0: glossy annual report?
1: Why not? We'll put a (laughs) solid thick UV coating all over it and dip it in there and they'll love how... Clean and uh, nice it looks. So, um, I I really think that that is actually a really good hack because storytelling is not one sided, and that's something I think that everyone needs to take away from this conversation. That I it took me years to learn is when I tell a story, it doesn't just die with that audience, and we can't in our nonprofits sit there and think about just pushing these messages out. We need to look at this from a two-sided communication. How do we pull someone in with that story? When we drop that story, how are we asking people to engage with us? You know, how did you come to learn about our mission what was your experience how did you first come in our door and why did you come in our door tell absolutely. us about a time that resonated with you i mean you can do that certainly in digital forums so easily but i think you could do it in in-person forums too and what a natural easy way to connect with someone
0: absolutely and you know a hack if you're not even on the frontline fundraising side wherever seat you're at you have the ability to reach out and just ask about somebody's story. You could be at the front desk of your organization or you could be at the top, but that raw moment of just asking and humbling yourself to listen for a minute, you're gonna learn so much about what values someone has. You're gonna learn so much about what they care about in terms of maybe ways to connect them to your mission, but you're also just going to gain this camaraderie and they're gonna felt seen and heard and it's gonna open up so many windows of connection.
1: Yep. And I, you know, we talk so much about the visual of sitting around mom's kitchen table with a cup of coffee and to me I I, the reason I love storytelling is because I am just so naturally curious about people and I have seen people in my lifetime and I and I hope that you're wherever you are in the world listening to this you'll think about someone that you could not stand (laughs) in this (laughs) lifetime you you know whether because of the way that they projected themselves or because they were just a maybe a bully or a cumbersome employee. But if you've ever had a moment where you sat down and got to know them and you started to build the bridge to empathy by simply listening, I bet the way that you look at someone, when you come to know their heart and where they've come from, it completely shifts your mindset in a trippy way. (laughs) I mean, totally Totally. trippy way. And so my advice is really, how do you recreate that moment of sitting down at mom's kitchen table the safety of that space, Um, just the rawness. And empathy starts there. Connection starts there. People love to talk to them about themselves. They love to talk about their journeys. If you are a willing and listening ear, this is your jam. John says this is my jam, but I think this is this is ever this can be for everybody. Yeah. We are trained listeners in this nonprofit space. We are observers, we look around, we see the things that nobody notices, we listen for the things that nobody notices, and we make those subtle little connections on the back end. Storytelling is simply putting those pieces together and having the wherewithal, the observation to hear everything. While I'm hearing your words, I can hear them, but I also am taking into account how you look when you're saying them. What what is the room like? What am I smelling? What's going on in the background? You know, I I want to come into this space with so much reverence because it is a holy space when someone opens up to you. And so it is our job as storytellers, as writers, as nonprofit professionals, as humans to accept that gift with all the sincerity that it's been given and to take it out and translate it into the world in such a meaningful way that brings people to know and love our missions. And what happens at the end? We're better humans. We are empathetic. Empathetic. And I just think it creates so many full circle moments that we never even could have known were there unless we just asked and sat down and listened.
0: Okay. I want to go write a story.
1: Well, I kind of have an end to a story.
0: Why don't you tell us?
1: So that that girl that I was talking to you about from our health care organization, who wanted to have a baby, that's me. You know,
0: I knew, but it's It's my story.
1: My husband and I um, tried to have our daughter for years, and there is so much um, that's stigmatized about infertility, and is my joy to talk about our infertility journey, and as I'm telling this infertility story for years, I didn't know if we'd ever have success, but I can tell you I never thought that I would be purchasing the piece of equipment that I got to see my daughter on for the first time in her life, so Julia Jo Endicott is one of my living, breathing miracles, and she is a story in and of itself, and she started with philanthropy, and I had no idea how many of those Julia Jo Endicott's are in your nonprofit today. How many people can you reach out to and make a connection? That's your challenge.
0: So go out, humanize and tell a great story.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope this conversation about storytelling has you feeling inspired to simplify and humanize the work we do every day. Becky has created a worksheet to help you get started. Head over to weareforgood.com hello to join our mailing list and we'll send it on your way. If you loved what you heard today, would you stop what you're doing and hit subscribe? It really does help more people find us and join our good community. Thanks, friends. I'm Julie for our producer, and our theme song is Sunray by Remy Borsboom. Go rock this week, do-gooders.